Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome to the SoFlow Circle podcast, your home base for the past and future of South Florida business. Tim here today. I've got another interview with a South Florida business leader. Today, I'm talking to my good friend, Matt Wright of McKinnon Wright Wealth Management. Obviously, that's a wealth management firm here in Fort Lauderdale. Matt's a really good friend of mine, and uh, he has a great firm, great company culture, great team that he works with. And so I went over to his office and we had a nice conversation about kind of how he built his firm. Um, he works with some family. He works with his father-in-law and his brother-in-law. And uh, the three of them built this firm together uh, over the past several years. And it's been slowly growing and they do really great work, a really personalized work. And we kind of have a, a, a nice, long, uh, robust conversation about how their firm was built, about their company culture, about vetting clients. Um, we even joke about Matt's future acting career, which I am in full support of and waiting for him to get more serious about. Matt, when you listen to this, this is your call to action. Time to put that reel together, get the resume out, get the headshot. You've got the headshot already. I mean, it's time, man. Let's do it. Uh, so I won't take up any more of your time. Please, please enjoy my conversation with Matt Wright. We could uh, do this on the speed up. What does that just mean? Watch whatever that's called, where the time lapse. Oh, time lapse, so and just see the clouds change. Just go fast by, and we could just sit here, not motionless. That would be nice. Pretend like we're saying meaningful things, but we're not. But we'd be seeing them really fast. Yeah. <laughs> so for those of you who are audio only right now, we are at McKinnon Wright Wealth Management. And we are filming this on an iPhone. I'm here with Matt Wright, who is one of the partners here. What else is your title? Partner, senior financial advisor. Those are the official ones. Senior I'm sure financial I've got, advisor. I'm sure I've got some other, other titles around here, too. Around the office. Depends on who you ask. Very true. So <laughs> Chief <you> prankster. <laughs> yes. Oh, we should get into that some. Your prankster ways. Um, but just to set the stage a little bit, we are... Six stories up in an office building. Correct. So there may be, we're close to the uh, Fort Lauderdale Executive Airport. Is that what it's called? That is correct. Yeah. So we might have planes going by. You probably just heard a train a second ago. You might hear the hum of industrial air conditioning. Musa could very well walk into the office. Could and burst in at any time. Interrupt. Um, it's like the Muppet show over here. Yeah. <laughs> Anything can happen at any time. That's right. So you think <laughs> that you sound like a Muppet. Where did that complex come from? Let's wow. dive right in. <laughs> I was no complex. I just, have you ever met anyone other than yourself though, who enjoys the sound of their recorded voice? I don't necessarily enjoy the sound of my recorded voice. I don't is not it enjoy it. Because your recorded it's, voice is, is your voice. But yeah, it doesn't sound like you. It doesn't sound like not you in all. your ear. Like why what can't I sound that? like I sound? I think it's because our, because our voice is like in our head. <laughs> and we can't get out of our head. It's okay. like we can only hear it this close to us. And then when we hear it coming at us, it's like, that's not how I sound. So if in I my just brain. talk closer to the microphone, it'll sound more like my head. Gosh, look at you just <laughs> running the peaks through the. Now I'm going to have to compressor and normalizer. And sorry, I'm going to have to send this I'm, off to the editor. You started it. Oh my <clears> gosh. So. But the Muppets were a huge part of my upbringing. That's so true. Maybe, you do love the Muppets. So maybe. The maybe Jason Siegel movie is outstanding. Yeah. Well, so are the original Muppets. No, I'm not as familiar with those. Well, it's... I was born recently, some might say. <laughs> True. You were born, you know. Yeah, but even the original Muppet movie was pre-Mad. A hundred years so ago. It came out the same year I was born, so you should check it's it like out. 50, 60 years ago. Wow. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Matt and I are very good friends, should, <clears throat> should say that up front. Uh, he also happens to be, as was stated earlier, a partner and senior financial advisor, which is so official. It's too official for you. I'm just got to be honest. <laughs> it should be C CPO, Chief Prank Officer. Um, sure. I but, mean, that's, yeah, that's on the backside of the card. Yes, 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 yes. Along with you and clown makeup, right? Because you clown on the side. I, <laughs> not yet. No, that, should, That's though. getting to the other professions so, I'd like to try. Wealth management, you're a financial advisor. Yes. You work at the firm here in firm. Is that firm practice? Is it firm? Sure. Is that what you call yeah, it? Yeah, it's a firm practice. <laughs> <laughs> but but common wealth management par, par, lance, parlance? I've lost my words. Vernacular okay. is firm. Yes. Okay. 
Um, what profession would you be doing if you weren't doing this? It, yeah, I, I, I figured you might ask that. And it's funny because as you know, like the other professions I'd probably want to do, I've kind of scratched that itch. Mm -hmm. There are other things, you know, in high school, I thought I was going to shockingly own a t-shirt design company. <laughs> and it's not too late. It's not, not too late. Going. Right. It's not too late. Right. Keep going. I have since through friends in the music industry and things like that, been able to design some shirts for them. Mm -hmm. And that's, like I said, it scratched that itch. Yeah. So that's my side hustle uh -huh. that nice. makes $0.0. .0. So it's good that I'm not doing that right. full time. But it's a creative outlet, it's which creative I outlet. firmly believe that yes, people should have that. That's true. That's true. And then secondly, I mean, I love the whole nonprofit world. Mm. Um, I think that's fascinating and I think it is needed and good uh, for local, national, world community. Um, but as you also know, I'm actively involved in several of those. Yep. I sit on the board with two different nonprofits, very involved with New City Players, which you might have heard of, um, mm -hmm. local theater company down here. So I think I'm scratching that itch. But I mean, if there was one thing that I really haven't done much of, I'm maybe acting, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> did you plan to bring I, this up? You did, didn't you? Never. You planned to never bring do it up. that. So this is where the the NPR, um, what's what's it called? It's like full disclosure. It's a. It's like when they add the just so you know. Right. Here's our relationship with the person we're talking to. <laughs> so. So to eliminate any bias, which of course you know I believe there's bias in every interaction we've ever had. So eliminating bias isn't real. There's your tip for the day. There you go. But I, as some of you may know, one of my other gigs is running a theater company here in Fort Lauderdale, New City Players. Matt uh, and McKinnon Wright Wealth Management have been a sponsor of New City Players for years now, ever. like yeah. three, four years, really yeah. from the beginning, you jumped on board and helped us with that. So that's part of Matt and my friendship, getting to know each other through uh, my work with that nonprofit and Matt's involvement with it. So, and I'm still waiting for that role <laughs> to, to yes, be offered. Yes, but acting. <laughs> Matt does jokingly bring up wanting to act often. Um, hey, I had a fantastic role in a short film called "The Last Kiss." It's true. Put on by One County Film Company. That's right. Which let's confuse the listener a little more. <laughs> exactly. The third company I'm just involved go down the with. List. We'll just check but all the boxes. We are, and it's all tied in. Yeah. So One County Film is the film company branch of what we do at Stone Circle Media, and Matt was in a short film of ours, and Matt is currently billed to be in our next feature film. That's right. Which is shooting right here in Fort Lauderdale in a couple months. Um, so here's our. We're doing the pitch in the middle of the episode <laughs> instead of the beginning of the end. Right. Uh, if you like indie dramas, we've got we're making one right here in South Florida, and Matt's going to be in it. That's right. Because he wants to be an actor. Well, you asked. Maybe we'll we can make T-shirts too. Well, you were amazing in the Last Kiss. Like no lines, just smolder, <laughs> just face. Yeah. And it was great. Like you look great on camera. So yeah, I'm I, pretty sure my brother has that like smolder still frame like on a pillowcase. Yes, it's perfect. Yeah, we'll put that in the show notes or something. We probably won't, but people yeah, say that to course. make it sound like this <laughs> so is that robust. We can move on. <laughs> yeah, so we can move on. Exactly. <laughs> How do we move on from this topic? We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, check so, there later. Next question. Um, well, I want to I want to camp on the the t-shirt thing a little bit sure. because it's not just the, you know, I know you've done it for for bands and you're. You know, you are passionate about music. You do house shows. Like that's a big yeah. part of your. Yeah. It's almost like another side hustle is Matt and Amy's. It is. Yeah. Um, we. Yeah. We. It says nothing to do with t-shirts, but we. We got involved in this awesome, music community. Yeah. Probably about six or seven years ago, um, through a music cruise that we started doing, and that, kind of launched into this other. Uh, nonprofit called Rock by the Sea, yeah. um, which we ended up becoming members of the board there, and actually just just finished up an event down here in South Florida a few weeks ago called Rock by the Sea down south. Um, but that led to us making relationships with all of these independent bands mm -hmm. from throughout the country who, where if, if they were to play in their local hometown or the surrounding area, might have three, four, five hundred people show up to a show, but if they come play down here in South Florida, nobody knows who they are, right? right. So this whole concept of house concerts yep. started up. 
where we book them to come in and we invite our friends who invite their friends and we might get between 30 and 50 people, which is a lot more than they would get if they just showed up at a show or a venue down here. Um, and then when they come back through, we might have 50 or 60 people, you know, so yeah. it kind of just builds for them down here and it's great. We've probably had uh, between seven and 10 different bands play in our home. Um, yeah, and it's something that we continue to do. We've got a show coming up next month, one scheduled for February. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's definitely Matt and Amy's real, uh, real, uh, you know, deep name there for our, <laughs> our home show venue. Right. But it's just kind of what everybody always called our house. It's, yeah. hey, we're going to Matt and Amy's, Matt we're going Amy's. to Matt and Amy's, we're going to Matt and Amy's. Yep. So it kind of stuck. True. That's great. So you've, you've got, I mean, you're also, you have a family. Yeah, I you're do. You're married, you have three daughters. You love making t-shirts, not just for the, uh, I mean, the thing I was going to say is like, you've made them just for individuals. Like yeah. you've made me a t-shirt when we went to a concert together. Like you right. just, you really love Well, I just think it's an easy that. way to, exp- I don't know what it is about t-shirts. It's an easy way to express, like you said, creativity. Yeah. I think they're hilarious. Yeah, they're you know, I, we, my, Amy and I, my wife were at Disney a few weeks ago yeah. and we were at Epcot and I'm sure a lot of you listeners know that a lot of people go to Epcot to drink around the world, yes. right? <laughs> so, I mean, one of my favorite things that day was literally just sitting down and watching people walk by and every other person had a shirt that they had made. Wow. That had, you know, there's one with like Forky from Toy Story and instead yeah. of saying, I'm trash, like he always said it, said, I'm trash. <laughs> I mean, just like super funny, clever. I was like, this is great. Like yeah. I could just sit here and watch. So I and think watch that's the where t-shirt it, parade. Yeah, exactly. I was like, this is my brain exploding onto everybody. That's cool. Um, yeah, so I think it's just. So I jokingly say it all the time, like, "Hey, look, we should put that on a t-shirt." Right. Which kind of, I mean, your formally your education was marketing. It was. So that's yeah. obviously directly connected to that. I mean, t-shirts are an amazing way to communicate the right. message on someone's body, exactly visually. Um, so you've got the concert thing, you've got the t-shirt making thing, but your real job is partner, senior financial advisor, That's McKinnon right. Wright yes. Wealth Management, yes. very official. So that, you know, finances I think are can be confusing to a lot of people. Of they course. can be confusing and daunting for a lot of people. I think there's a lot of fear around Absolutely. money. Mm-hmm. A lot of us are constantly under the pressure of money and acting out of fear because of financial reasons. Right. So what's maybe some, you know, maybe we'll get into like advice later, but kind of your, maybe take us through what exactly a senior financial advisor is, what exactly (laughs) a wealth management firm does, maybe the little bit of origin of how you got into that. Okay. um, And then connected to that, some insider knowledge, like what are misconceptions? What do people think it is? What is it actually... Yeah. Give us some industry insider knowledge. I'm glad you didn't say inside information, Tim, because <laughs> that's a big no-no yes. in this industry. No, no, no. You know, Martha Stewart went to jail for a long time for that. Oh, so good. Just, uh, good call. Yeah. Yes, insider knowledge. No. Um, yeah, I mean, this is a, a career. It's it's really funny. Like looking back on it now, 20 years in, it's something that uh, I would have never thought about doing, mostly because I didn't know about it growing up right sure. um but I, I couldn't imagine doing anything else now you mm-hmm. know so it's like the perfect combination of, of everything that interests me so like you said i was a marketing business major in college mm-hmm. but i also had like an outside concentration in psychology because i thought i was going to be a psychologist for a number of years so mm-hmm. i went through in three my first three years of college as a psychology major um and really 85 percent of my business is marketing and psychology i mean if yeah. you think about it People are very emotional when it comes to their money, right? Yeah. Um, so it's it, it, that training has really helped me in being able to communicate and mm-hmm. take these big idea concepts that are like a level 10 up here, very confusing, and try and filter them down to a level one or a two yep. to make it easy to understand. Now, of course, we have very complex clients and complex situations as well. So with those, we're speaking and talking at a level 10 with those people. But for the everyday person, like you said, it's, you know, we want to bring these scary things down and make mm-hmm. them the least amount um, scary that we can. But, um, you know, the day to day with, with what we do here and how we came to, to exist. Um, I got 
I was really just down here visiting my father-in-law with my wife shortly after we got married. We were both working in Orlando at Universal. She was in public relations. I was in community relations. We helped open up Islands of Adventure and City Walk and all that. Mm. When that all stopped or was done, the music kind of stopped. You go from working 50, 60 hour days to 50, 60 hour days, weeks. <laughs> That'd be awesome if we could do it in a day. We'd be dead, yeah. but um, to, to nothing, right? And so we, um, we were down here visiting. It was in uh, mid 2000, and you know the market was on this big run. I was speaking with my father-in-law, who mm-hmm. is a financial advisor and who is, you know, one of my partners here at the firm um, now. And we were just talking, and he was like, "I really need some help. This and that." You know, his business was growing crazy during that time with the whole tech boom. Um, <clears throat> and we got back to Orlando, and I was like, "We both saw the writing on the wall. We should probably be looking for something else." You know, there's no way they can keep up our department to this size now that mm-hmm. things have, have slowed down. And uh, so I called him up and I was like, hey, I'd love to talk to you about whatever it is you do. Yeah. <laughs> I had yeah. no idea at the time. You know, my parents um, never really talked about their finances or the stock market or anything mm-hmm. like that growing up. So I had very little knowledge. Were of you those. exposed to that in business school? Yeah, in business school I was. Okay. But that's what I was about to say is like other than my, my book smarts from, okay. <clears throat> from those classes. Um, so we got down here talking, you know, we agreed that it'd be a good idea. I came on kind of as a, like a sales assistant, like working uh, on the client service side. Um, and with his, at the time, that service associate that had been with him for like 20 years prior to that. So she really trained me up on all the back of the house stuff. And mm-hmm. I was just dealing with client service things. Is that when you were doing a lot of networking, going to events, building It was when portfolio. I was starting because that was a thing with our industry. It's hundred percent relationships, yeah. right? It's who you know. I mean, like that's really how our firm works. We don't do much marketing or advertising or anything like that. The only way we get new clients is either through referrals from existing clients that we have, through personal relationships, or through you know attorneys and accountants and other people mm-hmm. like that that we work with. And the reason for that is it's most likely if we enjoy working with with you, Tim. If you're a client of mine and you and I get along great and we enjoy working together. The most likely, if you refer me to one of your friends or family, right, it's going to be a very similar relationship, yeah, right? Match, and um, so that's just really worked out well mm. for us over time. Um, but I forgot where we were, where we were going, Tim. It just kind of <laughs> threw me off there. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, no, it's okay. I'm jumping in as <laughs> questions come to me. Yeah, um, well, let's. I guess so. You, I mean, take me to take me to the present. So, because sure. sales assistant, yeah, partner, yeah, that's where that's, I was. That's a, exactly. <laughs> that's a huge, huge jump, right? So, yeah. right. So, my my father in law, Bob, um, he was very big on coaching. He had grown, played sports all through mm. uh, growing up, all, all the way up through college. Played basketball and football at Georgia Tech, and. Um, he was just very big on that coaching mentality, that mentorship. Mm-hmm. So he was like, look, no, I think I can do a better job than these. Tra-. He's like, I've watched these training programs, bring new guys in and six months later, a year later, they're gone. He's like, I really feel like I can coach you up and kind of pour into you everything that I've learned through my time. Um, and that'll also give you time to, to make relationships down here. Right. Um, so he was really doing that. Eventually we got you know some new management within the office we were working for one of the larger firms down here at the time and uh he was very adamant that i went into this trading program that we were both i don't want to say against but working our <laughs> own kind of thing on on the side there yeah um so i ended up going through that training program getting all the the big firm training. i spent three weeks in new york during mm-hmm. that time um and then you come back and you hit the ground running right they they have all these huge sales numbers that they expect yeah. you to do Fortunately, because I had the partnership with my father-in-law at the time, um, I kind of wasn't on that same, like, pick up the phone and call 300 people a day type mindset. Um, So I could take my time, like you said, to start networking Mm -hmm. um, and getting involved in different groups down here. So I was, I was doing that at the beginning. I was doing a breakfast, lunch, and dinner event every night of the week. Um, just like I said, I wasn't from down here. I was originally from North Florida. Yeah. Um, I only knew, you know, friends of my in-laws, mm-hmm. you know, who majority of them were either in the business or were already clients. So it's not like anything was going to happen there. So it really took me a good, you know, two or three years 
to start building up traction because mm-hmm. yeah at the time i'm a 20 something year old kid like who's going to trust me with their life savings right right yeah. and you've only been doing this for two years you're probably going to burn out on it so it's just really i mean some of these some of my client relationships now um really took almost four or five years you know of us just you know getting to know one another before they even that door was open to talk about potentially working together and i think that's really the big thing there's a lot of patience there is there is you know especially in those early years i Mm -hmm. mean you know i've seen it with musa who's another guy who works here with us and he's from down here um but still i mean you've got a this is a very trust driven industry obviously because there's been a lot of bad things that have happened to people a lot of bad people who have really ripped some people off um and so talk about that a little what what does that look like as a part of the like how could a wealth and maybe you don't want to talk about yeah. it because like, it's negative association but like no. how could someone rip you off if yeah it's a weird thing i i mean the the biggest one that's down here obviously was the whole bernie madoff thing okay we've probably maybe you've seen the hbo special that, <laughs> That, that, that's how you know you've been bad when yeah, they make an a movie HBO. about it. Yeah, don't ever want that movie made about your life. No, um, no, no. No, and I think it, what it was is, you know, I mean, somehow they were in a position where they weren't. I, I don't even know like the details, right? Because I yeah. just want to be as far away from that as possible. Right. But you know, they were making their own statements. You okay. know, so in like office, falsifying yeah. So they were like definitely of? falsifying. Okay. You know. Um, do you so, find that people come in with like a well, inherent distrust or fear or? Well, some people, yeah. yeah. I mean, and we really try in our you know our first meetings, especially with new people, is to get all that on the table as quickly as yeah. possible. Um, we want to make sure we're addressing concerns and fears and mm-hmm. you know barriers to working together on both sides. You know, it's not just them interviewing us; it's us interviewing them. I mean, kind of circling back around um, to the way we got clients is, yeah. you know, if you're a great person, we enjoy working with you. Chances are we're going to enjoy working with someone that you refer. That's how it goes in our interviews. You know, mm-hmm. if we can sit down and in that first meeting, we're just button heads and just personality types are different or something like that. I mean, it might behoove us both to say, hey, look, look I, you're a great person, I'm sure. Like, but right. I just think you'd be better served somewhere else because for us, we want to continue to enjoy coming to work. Every right. day. We've created a great environment here with this team that we've built and the clientele that we have. We consider friends and family almost. Yeah. And it's um, we want to keep that up. Mm-hmm. We don't want to, you know, there's plenty of people out there to work with. We don't want to right. have to work with mean people, so to speak. I mean, <laughs> Is that hard to do when there's business on the table and you kind of can tell can that someone's be. not qualified i mean especially early on right yeah I mean, where it's like know, any, i'll take any dollar yeah because you're trying to build this business i got a you know going back then i was like had a, a new baby and yeah. you know I was a family that i was now responsible for and yeah you're looking at like oh i need to, to do this and i need to get whatever i can get take whatever i can mm-hmm. take but you know, fortunately, like I said, and that was the, where the mentorship came into is like I, I didn't have that pressure as much, mm. you know, because I would sit down and I would bring my father-in-law into those meetings early on. And, you know, if we both didn't have a good feeling, he would just be like, no, like we're, yeah. <laughs> we don't need to chase that. There's right. plenty of other things right. out there. And, you know, when people come to us now and say, like, what kind of clients do you work with? My number one thing is nice people. I mean, <laughs> it is. Well, okay, nice people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, no. What's your account minimum? Well, we'll talk to anybody. I just want to know that they're right. That they're nice. That's our starting point. Yeah, no, that's great. That and that that I assume creates a great team environment for the. I mean, you alluded to this, but like yeah. the people working here, knowing that the leadership is kind of defending against potential less than desirable clients who may be mean for lack of a better term it's like yeah you don't want to open the door for anything right like if if they seem like they're upset right off the bat or like not trusting you or like are just trying to you know look for reasons Mm -hmm. uh to to kind of put a wedge between you and them uh, that's just opening the door for potential lawsuits down the road just because of a you know something that you uh, 
you know, because of a bad temperament or yeah, or something like or, that. And that's just not it's not yeah. worth it, you know. And we've been yeah. fortunate enough to not have to deal with any of that stuff. And I think it's because we're, you know, we, we a want qualified to client is really important. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Yeah, very much so. Interesting. So jump a little bit to when you because you were working at a bigger firm right. with Bob, yes. with your father-in-law. And was Kevin working there too? Yeah, he was. So he joined about three years after I did. He okay. had worked with Bell South. Um, okay. Kevin is the other partner, but right? Yes, There's Kevin's three, my three brother-in-law, um, the other partner in the firm. Yeah. Um, so he joined us three years after I did, um, after working with Bell South for a number of years down here. And um, yeah, so the three of us were working together for a number of years at this larger firm. And you know, we just started talking and looking at things. And it started with... You, our client base was growing. Our business was growing. We had, at the time, we had one um, um, client service associate with us, um, and we wanted another one. And they were, you know, so we went to our branch manager. We said, look, we really feel like now that things are growing like this, we need some more help. And they were like, great, you know, do another million dollars in production. Wow. And we were like, what? Well, that's how we're going to get to another million dollars in production ah. is by another. And they're like, well, you know, so we started like, you know, that was kind of the first thing that, that yeah. really started the ball rolling. So we started looking at what all the other options are. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, through, I would say it was probably three years of research. I mean, we went out and met with every other major firm on the street, um, as well as some of the independent options and really landed on at the time, <clears throat> Wachovia had this program called Finet or their financial network, which mm -hmm. was their independent arm, but you were still backed by the by the bank. The assets right. were housed with Wachovia. Right. Um, and that was in October of 2007. And we were like, you know, the market was starting to look like it was getting a little, you know, bumpy. So we said, let's just wait and see, <laughs> you know, how Wachovia's earnings come out next quarter. Well, fast forward a little bit. If you remember, October 7 was the peak of the market. It was right before the financial crisis. Wachovia's earnings never came out because they went out of business. Wow. They were acquired by Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo. So once that dust settled three years later, um, we kind of revisited. Okay, so you didn't have your own firm during the financial crisis. No, we were with. It was probably good, right? Yeah, I mean that would have been. I mean, it, I'm sure it would have worked out, but you know, to if we had made the move in October 2007, yeah, moved everybody, and then all of a sudden the bottom fell out. Um, yeah. That would have been. It would have just been added stress to the clients that mm -hmm. we never wanted to, never want to do. Um, so once we got through that, um, we revisited because they kept obviously when Wells Fargo took them over, they kept this arm intact yeah. and kept all the same leadership um, running it. And so we met with them again. And it just seemed like the, the best fit uh, for us and especially for our clients because um, a lot of our clients had already been doing business in some form or mm -hmm. fashion with Wells Fargo. Um, through either the lending side or banking or what whatnot, so we made that move, um, and I, that was in probably 2010, I believe. Yeah, because we just celebrated our no, not 2010. It was 2012. 2012. <laughs> the time is just flying. That was 2012, <laughs> and um, yeah, so we just did seven years. 2012, and we. Um, came on over here. We kind of started at the time it was uh, McKinnon Wealth Management and we um, have loved it. It's been a great fit. You know, clients like the idea of, you know, assets still being housed with, a, you know, a major financial institution, you know, getting back to that. We're not able to falsify statements or things right. like that. It's coming from them. Right. Um, you know, they provide us all the a lot of accountability. Yeah, they're providing us all the the oversight because we're a very regulated industry. So they're providing all that that stuff that your listeners are probably thinking this is super boring stuff. <laughs> but no, it's important. But though. it allows us to have the the freedom to hire as we want. We run right. all, we run the office how we want. We can hire right. whenever we want. We can you have know, your own do, workplace culture. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Exactly. We're not stuck in a branch with you know, 20 or 30 other yep. financial advisors. It's everyone who works here is a part of our team. Um, so it's just a much more family atmosphere. We, we've kind of said for years that we consider ourselves a family business serving families. Mm -hmm. And it, 
rings so true when you you walk in the office yeah you know yeah, and so sure. that's just the kind of the culture we wanted to create not just with ourselves but also with the families that mm-hmm. we serve what's it been like and you can be as detailed or not detailed as you want but what's it been like working like literally working with family <laughs> your wife's dad your wife's brother yeah um I mean, yeah, we joke all the time that anytime we need to have a family reunion, we just come to work. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, yeah, people th- ask me that all the time. Like, I don't know yeah. how you could do it. But fortunately, uh, we work great together. It's yeah. Kevin and Bob are very similar in the fact that they, they're very um, numbers driven. They love, you know, portfolio theories and, and studying uh, the different companies and, you know, all, all the documents that they put out. Nerds. <laughs> You said it. No, but that makes them excellent no, you know, portfolio managers, yeah. and both of them actually do that here in-house um, for about you know seven to ten different um, portfolios that we use with clients. So, mm-hmm. And then for me, I like the whole relationship aspect of it. Yeah. That's, that's what I love doing. I love having conversations like this. I love mm-hmm. you know going out and meeting clients at their home for lunch, for breakfast, dinner, whatever it may be. I'm just building that relationship, looking at the big picture planning stuff. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy. Um, so we work very well together from that standpoint. Yeah. You know, I've got my niche, they've got theirs. It's good. And it complement complementary. Yeah. Yep. So it works great. It works yeah. great. That's cool. What would you consider like a f- since you've or I mean, maybe before, but if you can think of one mm-hmm. since you started your own firm, mm-hmm. um, you know, been running your own business. Right. Um, what's been like a failure <laughs> business wise? Business wise. Yeah. I mean, we kind of hit on it. I spoke about it earlier. I mean, it's not, there hasn't been, there hasn't really been one like that. You know, I mean, sure. it, it goes back to getting the right people mm-hmm. in the right seats on the bus, right? Yeah. It's the, um, Maybe not working, even a it's failure. working with the right. I mean, for me, like when I look back at the whole career, it's the whole client thing, right? Yeah. Like, you know, working with nice people. Like early on, like I like I said, I was taking, you know, wherever I could get, and it just I had some bad relationships, and ended mm. up having to, you know, separate from them down the road. And you know, I would just looking back on that, I would have used a stronger filter, which is you know, I mean, that's what you learn from. You know? So, do you have to go through that to learn mm-hmm. it? <laughs> Probably so. Probably so. Yeah. And it's been helpful, like, bringing Musa on, you know, in the last six years to help him, you know, because now I've stepped in and been like, listen, man, these are some of the things that I, you know, dealt with early on. If you see, it's going to be really easy to to chase after clients like that or potential clients like that. You can avoid a lot of headache if you don't don't do that. So kind of easing the pressure off of him. No, that's good. Do you feel like, what about, you know, as a business owner, how has that affected your personal life? You know, what's been difficult? It's always the work-home life balance, yeah. right? I mean, early on, of course, when we first made the move, yeah, that's a huge transition, right? Is that a lot? Basically, it, a lot of work. <laughs> right up front. Yeah, it's a lot of work. So, I mean, the way our industry works is really funny. You're not allowed to take. You're not allowed to say anything to anyone. So we weren't allowed to like tell clients that we were leaving before we were leaving and wow. starting this firm. You're not allowed to um, take any of your client files. You're not allowed to take anything other than basically name, address, phone number. Wow. And so, so you, so you yeah, start so you, something new and then you call everyone. Yeah. So, we, that, yeah, exactly. So, uh, because the way it works, I mean, and I don't, I haven't seen this happen. You know, if your current employer got wind that you were leaving, right. they would try and beat you to the punch. They could fire you, distribute your sure. clients to all those other advisors, and wow. then they just start calling them to try and keep them. So it's it's a silly. It's game. very dramatic. It's a very, though. It's a very <laughs> dramatic. It's, it's scary. Like it's, it's like it was crazy. A spy for like it's it like was a lot because of we deception had, kind yeah, of like so Kevin and I are like every afternoon going and like looking at office wow. space and like you know sneaking out at lunch to talk to you know the different the 
the people from from Wells Fargo. It's weird because it's like that's not wrong. That's the way you have to do it's it. It's the way you have. It's but it, protocol. It does yeah. feel. And they've deceptive. made some changes. I've heard in the last ten years, you know, but or seven years, that's but interesting. It, yeah, it was crazy. So like those first two months, you're, you know, we were in here on you know plastic tables yeah. like this. We didn't have any of our furniture yet. We didn't have anything. We just had big charts that we had taped to the wall with all of our clients on yeah. there and like where they were along in the movement. Yeah, so you're just all day long just calling clients and letting them know what was going on, why you did it, and asking them Do to join. Do you remember how many joined them? Joined you? I'd say 90%. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, and the ones that stayed were you know, you were, were you like less that, connected to kind of. Yeah, some of them there were a couple surprises, but I mean yeah. it, you know, 90% we were extremely happy with. Mm -hmm. And some of them, have, you know, have even come over, you know, oh, throughout the year. Then. So wow. um, it's, yeah, it was a very crazy time. So, you, you know, we were working, I, I can't even remember when we would get here. It would be super early, yeah. you know, and staying super late. Just mm -hmm. because even once they agree, now there's all the paperwork behind it, right? So we have to get signatures. Is it just the three, four of you? Yeah, so it was Kevin, Bob, myself, and at the time, our assistant, Patricia, and then Wells sent two people down to help us input all the new account information. Okay. So one, you know, you're learning a new system because the systems are completely different here versus wow. there. You're learning, um, you know, you're having to run around and get paperwork for your clients who aren't in town or in state. You're having to get those FedExes out. Get, a, mm -hmm. You know, so it was just like, and then just keeping track of it all. So um, that was very... Uh, very long and very tiring, but it was very worth it. I mean, we knew it was, mm -hmm. and you know, our wives obviously knew what was going on before it happened, so they knew what to expect right. and were fully supportive and excited for us. Mm -hmm. um, but fortunately, you know, looking seven years down the road from where we were, um, it's not usually that <laughs> crazy right. all the time, right? It's right? good. Yeah. So how do you how do you view how do you view growth like in this business? Mm -hmm. And I know I didn't prep you with this question, but it just came to mind, you know, in that early phase when it's we're starting something, you know, we got to pay the bills. We right. got to get the business off the mm -hmm. ground. We got to support three families sure. immediately. Uh, but from there, you've now got, you know, you're, you've got a staff here. Mm -hmm. Your business has grown. Yeah. Um, but it seems like it's been a pretty gradual, healthy growth, not like a sudden spike where you're... Um, is that what you want? Do you want to like grow into a massive thing? Do you want to slowly grow? Like, how do you view yeah, growth? Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, we have room for growth, Yeah. right? Um, because we can continue to hire. Our whole thing is, number one is customer service, right? We want to make sure that we have relationships with all of our clients, that they don't just, you know, we kind of have teams within our teams. So if a client of mine calls and I'm on the phone, they know Mallory and they know Musa yep. and they're happy to talk to either one of them. If they yeah. have a portfolio question, they know Bob and they know Kevin, they can ask them directly. Um, you know, so it, as we continue to grow, we'll continue to add on those more sales support people. Right. You know, when we started, we had one person. Now we have three. Mm -hmm. um, and then we have kind of two other FAs besides Kevin, Bob, and myself, and then we just brought on another new person who was an internship, an intern with us this summer as an um, analyst role. Mm -hmm. So there's plenty of room to grow, and we kind of feel like we have it mapped out on how we could grow. We're comfortable with the rate that we are growing. If we grew faster, we could, could accommodate that too, but it's yeah. not like we're out there trying to, you know, we're we're going 40 miles an hour and we want to be going 80. Right. You know? Are you trying to build an empire? <laughs> I don't know if empire is the right word. <laughs> it would be kind of fun to have several branches around, but I like it all goes back to the, the relationship, you know? Yeah. My brother's always joking with me, right? So he's in the wine industry and he's out mm -hmm. in California right now and he's, you know, sending me pictures and saying, when are we moving out here? <laughs> and I just keep reminding him that that would, I think, really eat into my relationships here if I was out in California. Right. Just like it's not the same right. as being face to face with people. So, um, you know, who knows? Who knows where where we're going to go. Um, we kind of have some ideas of, of what we'd like to do and where we'd like to see it grow. And um, we love the idea, 
you know, kind of bringing it back to full circle where I started that coaching mentality that Bob gave me mm. um, when I first came on has kind of spread into how we bring on and train new people. Yeah. And I love that part of the business. Um, I love being able to pour into to other people. So if we keep growing, we keep having that opportunity to keep bringing on these high quality mm. you know, younger people um, and training them up, I think it'd be great. And I, I look at it, you know, as, you know, succession planning or whatever. I right. mean, when you have somebody, you know, Bob's in his early seventies and then you've got Kevin and I who are in our forties and then we've got, um, Musa and a couple of the other people who are in their thirties and we've got Jason now who's in his twenties. Yeah. So we're, you know, we're trying to cover that whole, it's got the gamut of, of ages, you know, so that we can relate to. If you're in your fifties, you could be hired at McKinnon. They're, <laughs> yeah, that's, they're missing that's the that right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting awfully close. I'm about to check that box. Um, but, but no, I mean, it's, you know, I think growth of course is good. I mean, yeah. that's, you know, we love new relationships. We love mm -hmm. meeting new people. We, you know, and like I said, as long as people continue to refer us to their, mm -hmm. their friends and associates and families and things like that, that's right. We're going to continue to keep working on it. Have you ever wanted growing. to quit? I've ever wanted to quit. Yeah. Whether it's just like this, oh, forget this, this, you know, this the finances are too boring. I want to make t-shirts or <laughs> it's time to start my acting career or I just make a t-shirt that says that <laughs> I'd rather be acting. <laughs> right. I just wear it there on you those go. days. Uh, or for, for any reason, you know, no, I mean, there burnout were times, or yeah, close, know. you know, early on, right. When yeah. I would be sitting there and I'd look at, you know, the bills that were mounting up and how am I going to pay the, pay this, you know, yeah. this month and, you know, lo and behold, I would get some new clients and that, you know, it would just, mm -hmm. you know, but there were those times where I was like, golly, am I doing the right thing? Is this really going to work? Yeah. Is it? So there were times then when I, you know, where I, I definitely considered the thought of throw, <laughs> throwing in the towel, but then I just kept coming back to, I was like, no, like I've always said I wanted to help people. I've always said I wanted to work with people. Um, I'm able to use all the things I feel like I have, um, have gifts with, but, um, yeah, I mean, it hasn't been, that was a ways ago, yeah. you know, there hasn't been, I mean, right now, right now I'm loving it, Tim. It's great. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're having fun. It's good. I mean, it's great. Yeah. Do you have a great story from like a client, like something where your team did something or you did something that was really just like perfect and you got the great response or you had the. The kind of like magic moment where you can really meet someone's needs and see that you're really helping them and they express gratitude. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, fortunately in our business, we get a lot of those. Yeah. Right. So, you know, I mean, a perfect example, I guess, would be like, you know, I've got some clients who I've had for 20 years. Right. In the first 10 years that I was working with them, they were in their you know early to mid 50s. And so we were right in that like not crunch time because it was a 10 year period, but like really making sure everything was lined up mm -hmm. to make sure they were ready to retire, that they had all the assets that they needed, that they had plans in place to meet their needs, wants and goals. Just understanding the whole big picture, right? I always say like, I'm, I want to help people get their arms around their financial picture, yeah. right? That's just the, the short story of what I do. And then to work with them through that transitional period of, of working to retirement and then working with them now 10 years into retirement and they're still and if I, the plan's working, right? And, yeah. um, mm. you know, helping them stick to the plan. They're able to do the traveling they want to do. They're able to, you know, fund the kids' college educations. Like, things like that is great, you know, and to be able to sit here and look back and because we have those every six month or annual meetings and where we're reviewing the big picture stuff and being like, look, this is, you know, remember when we talked about that 10 years? Like, you're doing it. And they're, you know, they're very grateful. And even, you know, the, like one of the, the things I enjoy most is, and it's funny if you walk into our, our kitchen here and look at the fridge, it's covered in handwritten thank you notes. Mm -hmm. And for me, like, I mean, that's a huge thing. When a client yeah. will take the time to sit down and write you a handwritten thank you note. Yeah. I mean, that means the world, right? And so that's, and we, we get those. We get those fairly often and I love it and I'm thankful for it. And I think that's, mm -hmm. that's what keeps us going. That's great. What's something that you are curious about right now? 
whether it's could be related to your business or could just be in in the world in the world i mean <laughs> it's not there's not one particular thing i would say my curiosity is always going right and i think that I love learning. I love especially like history stuff mm. that I might not have known of. So for me right now, I'm addicted to uh, two podcasts, Stuff You Should Know and Ridiculous History. <laughs> <laughs> and those are like, I, I just think they're great because they're either like, you know, 20, 30, maybe an hour long podcast yeah. of things you might have heard about or learned about in school. It's kind of back there somewhere in the back yeah. of your mind, but it's, you know, get, kind of spoon feeding you mm -hmm. these and they're making it fun and interesting and things right. like that. So I feel like I'm like going after that curiosity daily on my yeah, <laughs> commute yeah. to and from <laughs> the office. Um, I know that's probably not what you're looking for, but no, I think good. I love stuff like that. There's I love so, learning. And, yeah. There's so much, there's so much we don't know. <laughs> there really is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like you read stuff or like, you know, you see some of these topics and, my brother's just as addicted as I am to this, these podcasts, and he'll be like, have you listened to the one on this yet? I was like, I don't even know what that is. Like, <laughs> what are you talking right, about? Yeah. yeah, there's so many little things out there that you just don't even realize how much you don't know until you yeah. start diving into the hole. So jumping back to like the idea of wealth management, finances, money, mm -hmm. what, what would you say to... And, and maybe it's a, it's a different message or maybe there is kind of one message, but you know, the, the young person who's just starting their career mm -hmm. or maybe they've just started their own business. Um, they're in the startup phase of whether they're right. their career or their own business yep. or someone who's just a business owner, uh, right. whether it's a four or five person team or a 50 person team, yeah. like thinking about personal finances, mm -hmm. what, what advice, what do, what do we do? <laughs> Yeah, well, that's tough, like, you know, because it's going to be a huge range in those examples you just gave. Yeah, but so, or yeah, break just, it down. Yeah. yeah, somebody who's just starting off. I mean, what I always, and this, I mean, this can go for anybody. Everyone says they budget or thinks they budget, but nobody really budgets. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, as hokey as it is, I've heard, heard somebody say once, you got you to gotta be knowing where your money is going. And mm. it's so true. I mean... I, I have sat down with clients who thought they had budgeted and I made them like we went through like line by line and budget and they were just like, I had no idea I was spending this much. Wow. And so that's important. Yeah. Like even if you can afford it and it's obviously you can if you don't even notice it. But <laughs> right. um, but for for the, the for the point of financial planning, so to speak, understanding what you're bringing in after taxes, after everything, right? Mm -hmm. And then what's going out allows you to help budget for what you can save. Yeah. And for somebody, you know, who's just getting started, um, whether it be somebody who's young or even just getting started later, is just that whole idea of compounding interest. Everybody's heard of it, but yeah. to watch it played out, I mean, there's a thing called the rule of 72, which means is if you earn around 7.2%, you'll double your money every 10 years. Or if you reverse that, if you earn 10% on average, you'll double your money every seven years. So if you can think about, you know, just being able to put away what you can each month, that can add up pretty quickly over time, right? And if you work for a company that has a corporate retirement plan where they're, they're giving you matches in their 401k or whatnot, yeah. I always say, do that first, do that to the max that you can because it's free money. If they're saying that they're right. gonna match you 3%, then put in 3% right. because they're going to give you, they're turn, immediately turning your 3% into 6%. Yeah. Um, and then that can just compound over a year, over, over time. Um, so those are the two big things. Take time to budget yeah. and then invest in your corporate plan or you know put away a certain amount. So if you're not under a corporate structure, yep. what what's you know the best the best place to put away your money or a couple places to put away your money. Yeah, I mean, if you don't have a corporate plan, you know, it depends on how much you want to put away, right? So if you're just looking to put away a few thousand max each year, then yeah, definitely look into probably a Roth IRA. Yeah. I mean, it's going to depend on each individual person's situation, of course, um, but that allows you to put away money and you don't get the tax deduction for that year, but it grows um, tax-free. So mm -hmm. if you put in a thousand dollars and you never put anything in else, 
and it grows to $10,000. When you take out that $10,000 at retirement after age 59 and a half, you don't get taxed on any of that $9,000 worth of growth. Mm. Um, so that's a, a great way to get started. If you want that tax deduction as you're going along, then just a traditional IRA mm-hmm. is a great way to do it. Um, but just do something. That's the key. And if you can increase it you know, by mm-hmm. a percentage each year, that's even better. Because um, it's really tough, I know, in those first few years of getting yeah. started. And you're like, I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing anything. Yeah. But you are. You're reinvesting in a business that's growing. And eventually, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to allow you to be able to put away more. And then just start playing catch up, you know, if you can. If you get to that point, just start putting away. Yeah. If you were going to originally put away $200 a month, but you can afford to put away 500 put away $500 a month. Do you ever think about, like, people are living longer? Oh, yeah. So, like, needing more wealth to like, yeah and we, then social security yeah there's like it's a big question mark around it like, oh yeah what are we, your thoughts on that yeah stuff? we tell people that they need to plan for at least a 30-year retirement wow, i mean yeah you know we're telling people who are 65 that they have a 30 percent chance of living to age 90 or 95 so yeah. um and that table just keeps growing every year because of healthcare and things like that um so it's very important mm-hmm. you know most people when you know, like when our grandparents or great grandparents were retiring, they were retiring at 60 and they were passing away at 65 or 70. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So like right. they didn't have to have much. Um, but for people who are retiring today, they've got to be able to plan for a 30 year retirement. I mean, the whole whole old thing about, you know, OK, once you retire, you need to move all your money out of the stock markets and put it all into cash or CDs or you know things like that it doesn't really work anymore because you have to continue to have some growth right during that time period. And that's why planning is so important to make sure that you've got what you need. I wonder to too, if connected to that conversation, you know, because we're living longer, mm-hmm. you know, ideally people's, you know, people's seventies of today are right. looking more like people's sixties from 50 years they ago. Really are. Yeah. So we can work longer. Yeah. Seen Which, too. you know, yeah. it's not just that, though. It's the how do we it's that ageism thing mm-hmm. we do to young people and old people. Right. It's like, well, you're too young. So yeah. stay out. Mm-hmm. Well, you're too old and irrelevant. So right. get out. Right. It's like we we need a ethical conversation, I think, around this stuff, too, that kind of honors. And I'm guilty of this on both ends. You right. Know? And I'm only 29, <laughs> but I'm like yelling at 15 year olds for being dumb and being mad at my 60 year old parents for not getting it. Yeah. Yeah. But. A, a cultural ethical conversation that helps us help people work longer because they're going to live longer and not be like, well, you're, you know, 62 and you just don't get it anymore. We want to hire the 35 year old. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Just, I don't know how that works. Kind of I mean, I think it's going to come by like industry to industry, right? Yeah, I mean, for, for our, sure. our industry, like I joke with Bob all the time, you know, like I said, he's in his early seventies. I said, look, as far as I'm concerned, like, I'll pick you up your house and wheel you in here <laughs> on a daily basis when you're 90 because your experience is valuable to us and to our clients, right? right? So, right. Um, and he always says, if I would, if I was to retire, if I wasn't doing this, I'd be doing this. <laughs> like he would just sit at home and do it and do it for himself. <laughs> so he's like, I might as well come here. My wife will like me more. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, yeah, we see it. You know, I mean, he's he has everyone always ask me like when does he have any plans for retirement i'm like yeah he's doing it yeah, like, I mean, right this is his plan right and that's right. great and we love that and you know we're happy for him to do that but i know in other industries yeah you're seeing that that kind of edging people out um but i'm also seeing like you know a lot of people can just stay in on it they're i mean as long as they're able to mm-hmm. right I yeah mean, the physical, the physical ability thing is definitely a huge part of it. I think about acting a lot, right. being such a great profession, because right. you can. You know, there's always characters at every age. Exactly. You can, as long as you can talk and move, get around, get around, you can <laughs> act. Yeah, uh, which is an exciting thing. But it's it, it's. Which is my fallback plan. Remember, I'm getting back to <laughs> yes. that. Like, what other profession? It's never too late to start an acting career. I mean, I'll, so I'll, many people start at blow up at 40. So. I'm going to start at 70. Yeah, or later. Um, but I think about some of those. I, I have, I've grown, I've de- developed such a respect for s- things that are more like a, skills and trades, like mm-hmm. a really great plumber. 
Yeah. You know, like some 18 year olds should not go to college. 100% they agree. should apprentice and become a great plumber. Because that's a dying thing. And it's, but it's always going to be, always going to be, we're always going to need toilets. We're always going to need, you know, whatever they become, Amazon can't be my toilet. Exactly. We're going to need somewhere to put our stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But that's something that can be physically, that's physical labor Mm -hmm. uh, or it can be. Yeah. Some of those technical jobs where people, because of their physical limitations, may be forced into retirement at 65 or, or younger it almost becomes even more important. I mean, really, no matter what, because you don't know, you you could be 16, you could start to lose your, yeah. your mind and your memory. Like yeah. all, all of us, who knows what what is on the horizon as we continue to age. So having that, you know, thinking in your 20s, which I know right. my wife and I have been having that conversation way more in the last year than ever before. <laughs> you know, the budgeting one, the what right. are we putting away, the, you know, how are we paying off debt and how aggressively are we paying it off? Of course, and, which is good because um, a lot of people don't think about that until they're in their 40s. Yeah, which is kind of sad. And Yeah, that well, that's what I tell <laughs> people all the time. Like anybody who's under 40 and I'm, I'm meeting with or they ask these questions, I always say like you're, you're, up, you're ahead of the curve. Yeah. I mean, the fact that you're thinking about these things and starting to do these things now are, mm-hmm. I mean, it's great. I remember my first day on the job in this industry, you know, I walked into the HR person's office and I was like, I want to sign up for the 401k, you know, (laughs) my early twenties. Yeah. And she looked at me like I was crazy. And I was, I'm, it was, it was in this industry. Right. Right. And you're like, (laughs) Oh my gosh. She, I was like, she's like, I've never seen anyone your age sign up for the 401k before. And I was like, well, here I am. Let's get signed up. You uh, that's, know, and that's it's bizarre just, in that industry. Yeah. That's really bizarre. Yeah, I would be like, I thought this was kind of a prerequisite. Like, yeah. if I don't do it. How Take can your I own tell, advice. How can I tell other people to do it? Exactly. It's funny. So this is stolen from the actor's studio. I've been, you know, we're, we're wrapping up here. Just a couple more questions. Um, uh, I'm sure you've seen the actor's studio. I, I can't. I gotta learn the guy's name. Beard, <laughs> beard glasses, great, rich voice. Yes, but it's I know the, exactly. Um, what you're talking about. You know, that guy. That guy. That yeah. guy. And he always asks, "If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates?" Tim's over there. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and means? well done, good and faithful servant is not allowed. Oh. Just so you know. Well, good because I wasn't going to say that. Good. Uh, no, I would think it would be. I mean, well done would be in there because we'd all like to hear that. Um, But I think it would be like, well done on loving me and loving others Mm. well. You know, that's that's big for me. Yeah. That's why I keep, I hound into my kids all the time. I'm like, just love well. Love people who are hard to love. Mm. Love them even more. You know, you're mad at your friend right now. You don't have to hang out with them, but love them. Yeah. Don't push them off. Don't brush them off. I mean, it's very important. Yeah. Unfortunately, not enough of it going around right no, now. No, 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 no. We need, we need, we need more love. More love. <laughs> more love. Uh, give us the pitch. So, if someone's, you know, we we all have business owners and people who um, have their own businesses, starting right. their own businesses, listening to this, people who are thinking about financial planning and building mm-hmm. wealth. What's what's the pitch to get connected to you all? What's the first step? Sure, sure. I mean, you can always um, you can find us online, of course at McKinnon Wright, WM, as in wealth management, yep. uh, dot com. I think McKinnon Wright will get you there as well. Uh, we're on the Facebooks mm. uh, at McKinnon Wright Wealth Management, Twitter at McKinnon Wright. Um, and we will put all this in the show notes. Air quotes. Let me make a note of that. <laughs> no. Yeah, we, we would love to speak with anybody. You know, we have... There's no obligation to ask questions. I tell people that all the time. I've had people sit down across from me and at the end of the meeting say, okay, how much do I owe you for that? (sighs) 0.00. No, I'm happy to have a conversation with anyone who would like to learn more about who we are and what it is that we do. But that's definitely the the best way to reach us. And we can put our phone number and such in the the show notes as well. (laughs) Um, Yeah people with all those details right but yes well matt thank you i got one more question for you but i did oh. just want to say you know again you are a dear friend you've been very supportive of me oh, Tim. all this family business serving family you know mumbo jumbo <laughs> it's true 
you know, these are wonderful people to be in relationship with and work with and so supportive of other people's passions and dreams. Yeah, um, and we've done some things with you guys, yeah. some of our New City players. And yep. so you've met some of these clients that we hold so near and dear. Yeah, um, you guys really are a family. It's a it's a beautiful thing that you've created. So yeah, well, congratulations. Worked, we've worked hard at it. Thank you. Favorite South Florida restaurant and go-to meal? <sighs> Come on, man. It depends on what day. <laughs> Today. Today, <laughs> all right, today I would say Cubo Tacos and Craft Beer. Oh, that place is great. That I've place been. is awesome. It's great. Uh, I mean, that's, right on that's uh, Federal a, there. Right there on Federal yep. between Commercial and Oakland. Mm -hmm. It's a literal mom and pop operation. Um, you know, the wife, it's all her recipes. They're making fresh tortillas and fresh tortilla chips and mm. fresh guacamole and fresh salsa and fresh, fresh, fresh everything. Fresh. <laughs> and then Matt is like the craft beer aficionado. I mean, he gets stuff in there on tap that I've only read about wow. that you can't find in stores. So yeah, go there. I mean, my go-to meal, you gotta go with the tacos. One beef, two chicken, all on crunchy. Side of guacamole, couple craft beers, you're good to go. I love it. Yeah, Thanks wonderful. so much, man. Thanks, buddy, appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. I just want to remind you that this podcast is hosted and produced by Stone Circle Media, which is a Fort Lauderdale-based media company. Uh, you can find us online at stonecirclemedia.co. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Stone Circle Media. And please rate, review, subscribe. It's 2019. You know what to do. Keep listening to the podcast. Uh, keep being a part of this great South Florida business community. And we will see you Monday. Bye.